Yes, yes. Welcome in to the Tim McKernan Show from the HomeLoanExpert.com studios. I am your host, Timothy Michael McKernan. Sitting across from me here in the HomeLoanExpert.com studios is Action Jackson. It is December 13th, 2022. Jackson, tell me about it all. It's good podcasting weather right now. <laughs> it's good podcasting weather. Yeah. I've never heard such a term, but I think I'm on board. Yeah, it's raining out in St. Louis. It's nasty and gray. It's a good time to really dig in, nestle up with your with your favorite little podcast. It, you know what? It is, isn't yeah. it? It's everyone's favorite little podcast. Yeah. It's QFTA, and you can participate by just sending in an email. And the next thing you know, all of a sudden, it's like you're in the conversation. But it's really, truly like experiencing a conversation with me because it's just me talking while you're sitting there with no voice. <laughs> That's what the experience is like. Let Jackson do a testimonial for what it's like. It's, he occasionally gets to chime in. Right. It's an experience unlike any other. It's QFTA, and it's presented by Ryan Kelly, thehomeloanexpert.com, James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency, Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies, Seth Goldcamp of Design Air Heating and Cooling, and Jamie Burgard, Clayton Patterson, and Peter Munganest of Munganest, St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota. Right now, through January 3rd, if you're in the St. Louis area, it's stlouisacura.com. On all certified Acuras, you get 0.99% financing for 36 months. On any Acuras at stlouisacura.com. Work with the best. Work with Munganest. And even if you get your car from there, get your car service there. That's what my wife did just last week. It's Munganest, St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota. And Design Air Heating and Cooling online at designairservice.com. As we sit here on December 13th, Jackson, I look into the forecast, and it keeps getting lower and lower and lower. Uh, high of 26 on Wednesday and Thursday next week. Low of 10 and snow is in the forecast, I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. And it sounds wonderful and lovely and peaceful and wonderful memories, but if the furnace is out, guess what? You are now not cold. You're staring into the fires of hell. That's what you're doing, and you need to make sure that furnace is working. I had somebody DM me on Twitter today, and I put them in touch. Designairservice.com, the great Seth Goldcamp, Design Air Heating and Cooling. Ryan Kelly was on the show this morning, the Ryan Kelly Morning After, and talking about how great news with regards to consumers. And if you're wanting to buy a house, this could be the time. And I know why you're going, well, nobody's buying a house right now. And that's why it could be the time. You see what I'm saying? Jackson, Jackson, you need to start thinking that way. 100%. You're just humoring me. Thehomeloanexpert.com. What did you say there? I said I wasn't paying attention. I don't even attention. have to pay attention. No. You're still looking at thunder highlights? Yeah. Well, they didn't like that on 101 this morning. Wow, SGA, 42 points for the young fella. Yeah, someone's got to bring it up. Thank you. Now I'll be able to, I'll be able to hear your snide <laughs> remarks. Yep. Uh, yeah, com, and they can lock you in right now. Take advantage of the market. Ryan Kelly, thehomeloanexpert.com. Hey, Tim, I had an idea for a QFTA that I wanted to hear. It's been almost a year since the show shifted to Hubbard. You and the show have shared how different it is compared to your previous experiences. I'm wondering, after a year, if you could give a status update, the good and the bad, or the not-so-bad, about Hubbard and HD2. I guess, simply put, a look back at the past year and how it's been. I'm also interested in hearing some stories that may not have made the air and reliving the ones that have. The show was very excited in the beginning and seems to still be very happy with the choice so it might be fun to hear why. Just a thought. Take care. That's from Nick. Hey, Nick. I, 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 here's the thing. What do you think I'm thinking? What mm. do you think I'm thinking? Let's see how well, how well you know your coworkers. It's like the newlywood game, but at work. 
Uh, I what do you think I'm thinking? I think you're thinking that a place like Hubbard, like when we talk about like the choice, like the choice, the second we got, like the first week we got here, it's like, oh, this is why we made the choice. Uh, it then became easy where you don't really see that, you know, when you're making decisions, you know, it's tough to see the true value of a place until you're actually in it. I understand that. I like that. Uh-huh. I think my overarching, which would, what you just said would fall under the umbrella is I don't know how good of a podcast topic it is because it's positive. Right. And that's not necessarily what people want, which is what I've tended to. And by the way, I'm not saying that's our audience specifically. It's just not what people want, but it, it is. I, I'm happy to answer the question. I just don't know if I think people like it more when they feel like all hell's breaking loose. And because I've certainly observed that. Uh, and and so when it's positive, it is not necessarily what people want. So I don't know what stories can I tell? What can I? And what, I I'm trying to think we talk about pretty much everything. Yeah, because here we don't have to really hide anything. <laughs> so yeah. it's a different set of circumstances. Definitely. Uh, yeah, everything's just been so great. Yeah, and and I should make it clear. like it, The way I would describe part of what made s- s- the last few years challenging is that if I didn't do certain things, people would lose their jobs. And so, and it happened a lot. And 50% of the time, I couldn't save it before it got public. And then 50% of the time, I was able to save it. And sometimes before the people themselves even knew what was about to happen. And it didn't benefit me to even tell the people on the show. Now, you got there so late, Jackson, that yeah. you didn't really experience it. I mean, I guess you got a little taste and but, you're shaking your head. Well, <laughs> like, you can't well, imagine what a lot. Well, just like based on what I've heard. So what I had was so mild. Right. Oh, yeah. It, when it was. Right. But that it was, if I because if I'm keeping everybody updated on it, and I'm talking about even the guys in the room, Doug was never in the crosshairs. Mm-hmm. Not one time. Doug tells a story, which I enjoy that Doug <laughs> tells, and it is a true story. Of course, it's a true story. But uh, where he sat down. And I think I've said it one other time because I can picture somebody texting in immediately going, that is such a classic story. Sits down uh, uh, with John Hadley uh, and John, and this wasn't, it wasn't personal, nor is the retelling of the story personal, um, but it's just an account of, of what happened, was, I guess, charged with cutting expenses and gets lunch or breakfast with Doug, sits down with him and says, Hey, big boy, we're going to have to cut you, uh, you know, whatever percent for next year. And then Doug, just because this is Doug, I mean, this is textbook Doug, yeah. goes, well, that's fine. I don't, need, I don't need to do the show. And it, was, it wasn't like a play. It was like, yeah, I'm fine. You know, I don't need to do the show. So I just won't, you know, I won't do it. And he was, okay, that's no problem. We won't do it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and knowing Doug... That's like, that. Like, if the story went any other way, I would be surprised. Like, he didn't get mad. He no. didn't want to like fight. You no. know, he's like, "All right, yeah. I don't need to do it. Right, whatever. I don't, you know." And that's the thing. Um, so you have that. But Doug was never in the crosshairs as far as termination. Mm-hmm. And I guess you weren't, as mm-hmm. far as I know, and I think I would have known. Um, but Plowhawk obviously was because mm-hmm. he was multiple times. Iggy was. 
multiple times. The Cat was, I think, the most times. Uh, Gangster Pete was. Even the Sea Monster was. But I I didn't, like, come on the podcast and go, well, here's the latest on who's getting fired this week. <laughs> and I didn't even say it sometimes to the cat himself. Right. Uh, and this, I, I can, the, the cat and sea monster was going to be one bullet. And, and I'm just going, what are we, you know, which is why I'm like, okay, if I can buy the station, I can put this to bed. Mm-hmm. Because I knew what now everybody here knows. And that is we had a winner that was undervalued and in business or if you're a daily fantasy player or take your pick up well, if you're making a fantasy trade it doesn't even have to be daily fantasy if you're feeling like holy crap I'm going to be able to get this guy from this guy's team and he's only asking me for this well then right. that's the trade you make right and so that's how I viewed it and I don't know how many times and now now I guess we can say with a year under our belt and they look, you know, like, for example, I, I don't know if I can, I don't want it to come off the wrong way. But you were there, I think you heard this conversation, and I'm not going to say the exact words, but what I will say is, so we have the year-end event at Harpo's, and it's packed, and people are getting there at 3.30, 4 o'clock, and, you know, a bunch of people from Hubbard are there. And they're just going, what in the world? And at the end of it, one of the people involved in management goes, you guys are one of the only shows in the market who would be able to do that and for or do 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 this mm-hmm. and i guess what i'm trying to say is my edge was i knew that but most people didn't know that right right and so therefore it was super easy to bet on if you want to call it betting on myself but i don't really feel, i feel like i had inside information right. that some people didn't have right and so when things go well here it's not a surprise because i already knew it but it's not because i'm some kind of soothsayer it's because i had to operate it so i knew it i don't know if i've told the story before i don't think i have tell me if i have jump in and tell okay. me if i have we'll do. right yep i'm sitting with because we nearly went to um another place years ago i'm trying to think when i guess it would have had to have been 2016 And one of the people who was at that place at the time, I was having a conversation with him about a month ago, and he's here now. And he goes, we would hear about your guys' numbers, but we thought you were just making them up to try to get a job. (laughs) And then at one point, they asked for me to send over a P&L. Have I told this story? I know I've told you this story, but I don't know if I told it on the air or on the podcast. And it it wasn't about, oh, shit, now they've called our bluff. I'm like... And I remember talking to my advisor. I go, this is just out of the, the realm of what is standard business practice, right? You don't send as a private business. It's not like they're looking to buy the company, right. but they want our P&L. It's like, fuck off, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so we didn't do it. And I guess maybe I should have. I don't know. I mean, I'm totally doing results oriented because I'm thinking of what, you know, how different life would have been. Um. But that's not like our company's expenses. And, and, I, and I think the big thing that I didn't want to share was how much money I was paying 920 for the airtime. For And it wasn't just for TMA. It was for the entire station. Right, right. 
Um, and that even even with all of the revenue that was coming in, it's not like the business the business was profiting, but it wasn't like some huge margin. But I think all they wanted was to see proof of the revenue. And so we would send over the revenue itemized with the advertiser's spends. But I think well, I don't think now I know he's, he said he goes, we just thought it was bullshit. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, so I guess I haven't told you this part. Uh, no, I haven't. I, yeah, I don't this just this was this was almost probably a day actually a, a month ago, and and I wish they would have said that because I I would have provided check stubs, you know. Right, right, hundred percent. It you know it was it, so it was so easy. It's like when the guy bet me that I made up something that somebody emailed in about Stratum, one of the TMA advertisers, and I go. Okay, I'll bet you ten million dollars. It doesn't right. matter. I'm looking at it, so I know it's true. So why would I sweat it? So you're willing to bet me a hundred dollars? Fine, just fucking Venmo it over. Right, it's, exactly. it's, it's, it's a lot. So I knew what the deal was, and so and I'm talking about that. I'm talking about with the revenue side. So here, I also think the thing, and I don't know. I mean, it'd be interesting. I don't, but it'd also be the most fucking self-serving thing in the world. Hey, come in and tell us how great we've been. <laughs> <laughs> you know, right? But. But that that stood out to me, which obviously wasn't for podcasts, but purposes. But that 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 kind of explained what happened. I, I think what would be interesting for people, and I can't do it now. I will if I'm around. Tell people some of the things that nearly happened that either would have broken up TMA, where TMA was going to go. I mean, just a, it's been so many near things um, over the years. That it would people would go. You got to be fucking kidding me. There's no way. And holy shit, how would that have played? And I just I think that the way that this wound up with where we are on HD two, and I say on HD two because if we were on one hundred one doing this, which for the record was never ever not even point oh 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 one percent on the table, because what at the time was Randy Character Michelle Smallman, um, was and the, the time slot now with Carrie Davis. Uh, the opening drive, is incredibly successful. So you don't mess with it just like you don't mess with TMA. But that's the thing. If we are on 101, as you know, because you got to keep my ass on the clock when we're doing <laughs> Balloon Party, right. we could never do the show that we do now no. on 101. As Now, if they, they go, okay, we're going to flip and say we're, you guys can do what you do. Maybe you got to break twice. You can do 25-minute segments as opposed to hour segments. Yeah. Then I think then you can still do the same yeah, thing. Agreed. But that's not what the audience on 101 wants. No. The audience on 101 doesn't want TMA. And I also know the audience who listens to TMA doesn't want 101. So everybody gets what they want. Exactly. You don't have to listen to something. Right. Back in the day when you only had KFNS, and by back in the day, I mean like when I started in radio in 2002, and I start talking about whatever shit that I was talking about. Like I remember Jenna Jameson at the time was like, oh, he just talked about Jenna Jameson. Um, some people loved it, but some people, usually older, and the olds are still my enemy, uh, would hate it because it's like, this is a sports station, talk sports. That's where the talk sports thing comes from, talk sports. And my thing on sports talk radio is that's just not how you grow. Right. You're not going, in my opinion, that's not how you grow. You're only reaching people who want hardcore sports, and that's not what I'm personally interested in doing like but i love talking macro sports topics which is what jackson does a great job of providing for balloon party um but like breaking down a game the morning after it in a regular season is not something that i personally am all that interested in 
but talking more macro sports topics, that's what I'm interested in, which is what where Balloon Party kind of, kind of, it is what we do there. Yeah. So, yeah, the, the Hubbard thing, I feel like I've told the stories. I also, there isn't, I don't even know, it, uh, I, I, can't, I can't even think of a bad story for real. And I, therefore, I know nobody wants to hear this. Right, right. There's a reason People reality want, TV is a billion dollar industry. Right, because they create the drama. The drama, yeah. And in this case, I also—I I guess I'll say this: um, I operate on the premise that it will not last because that is how it has always been for me in my career. Even though I think every piece of evidence would be to the contrary here, but you never know what's going to happen. Right. And I'm talking about circumstances that are well beyond TMA. Um, you can have economic circumstances. Uh, take your pick. And so because I've experienced so much chaos since we started this show in 2004, there have been, for every one year of 2022-like peace, I would say there's been, God, if you're talking 18 years, then the math is pretty easy, six years of chaos. Mm -hmm. So therefore, for me to have back-to-back years of peace, it's just not even on the radar. But then you sit here and then you interact with everybody, and it's not like I'm just... I will do the show. Do not bother me about anything else. I'm in, I'm in the know on the business side of sure. business that that just isn't where it is. But, it, but inevitably, whatever it is, is something that you don't expect. But mentally, I prepare myself for it um, just because that's all I've ever known. Yeah. I think the big – I think where I got – I think, yeah, probably Little Rock. I mean, I'm, I'm not even 23 years old yet. I'm still 22, and I walk in and – think I'm just another day at the office. I hadn't even been there three months, and there's a post-it note on my desktop computer because I don't know how many laptops were around at the time. Probably very few. Yeah. This is September of 99. Tim, come see me, and it was from the executive producer of the television station. And I go up to him, and and there's not not even anything anything on my mind. And he goes, and I walk up to him in his area, and he goes, come with me. Okay, and I'm still not. Like, if I get to come with me now, yeah, you know? Right, that's always got to be. Like, there's some, in my mind, I'm immediately going, oh, God, what the fuck is right. it? Right, your head starts racking. Right. In this case, I'm just like, okay, derp to derp derp to derp <laughs> Okay, Susan, who is the general manager, wants to fire you because she believes you made a reference to masturbating on the newscast last night. And I'm going, what in the fuck? fuck is this <laughs> i'm 22 years old and all of a sudden i'm like doing a beatles album where you have to interpret what i'm saying and if you catch it i just talked about beating up like are we really but 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 i don't have the you know the confidence i guess for lack of a better term now the experience you know and, I, and i'm going what and he goes well you said that I, I think it was the razorbacks and i think they were getting ready to play sean alexander in alabama that week actually oh wow yeah how about that nice i think that uh you you know you said that they were jacked up and i go yeah that means fired up he goes, well she thinks it means jacked off and i go but it doesn't right there's a key difference <laughs> It's a key. So, like, the people who I'm still in touch with, and one of the guys who I worked with, great guy, went to the Mizzou-Arkansas game as an Arkansas fan a couple uh-huh. weeks ago at Fro Field and texted me, and we still joke about <laughs> jacked up. Still. It's been 23 fucking years. Yeah. And it was it was a 
daily from that moment on, a daily living hell. Right, because you never know. You're writing out a script. You never know what's going to be misinterpreted. Well, it was because she, I think, I think, I don't know. I don't know. Susan and I haven't stayed in touch. <laughs> but I think the reason she didn't fire me, and I think what then threw off the executive producer, who then became the news director, who emailed me a couple of years ago. Now he comes through St. Louis every once in a while. I don't know if he's still in television news or not. Um, was I think he thought I had a contract, and I think she knew I didn't, and I think she didn't want to just like pop a bullet and then just like I'm dead. And for real, that may have I don't know if it would have ended my career, but if you get fired and you've only been at a place for two and a half months, yeah, it's a bad luck. Trust me, I mean I've hired people yeah. and looked at God only knows how many resumes. I that's that's immediate red flag, big time. Yeah, and plus you had probably a non compete for. Well, I didn't have a contract, ah, so I didn't have a non-compete. Sense, yeah. But I think that's so. I'm somebody who I'm not a fan of, and that hasn't changed in 23 years. I mean, maybe if I I don't even know if she's still around, but uh, maybe we would laugh about it now. I she was, she was a very religious lady. Mm-hmm. I still don't necessarily jive with that right. portion of the population. Yeah, so that sounds right. <laughs> <laughs> and and it's just like, yeah, what you're saying is just not true, and there's nothing really to talk about. It's not true. Right. It's and so then I couldn't even, true. I couldn't even. And so from that point forward, I was not allowed on the set. Ah, makes, makes sense. So they had fired the sports director maybe within a month of me getting there. Uh-huh. I remember going out with the sports director to a bar. He seemed old to me at the time. If he was 45, I'd be shocked. <laughs> um, but she didn't like him. And uh, fired him. So now me and this other guy, the guy who went to Rowe Field a few weeks ago, became, and he was probably 28, but to me, I'm looking at him as like a seasoned sure, veteran, sure. became the sports department. And so I would all, now I'm anchoring. I, I didn't go there to, to Little Rock to, to anchor, but now I'm getting this opportunity. And now I'm pulled off the set. And so when I would have to anchor, my, my penance was, they would wheel one of the cameras, those big TV news cameras, right, 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 right. back through the newsroom, which was a big newsroom, yeah. especially for a market Little Rock size, and then across the hallway, and then I would do the sports cast from the sports desk because I was not allowed on the set. That's and, and, I, and I, I obviously I lived this story and I've told this story to people before, but as I say it now, it sounds like crazier than I even thought it was while I was living it. Right, because if they're going to keep you on air, why would, like, what yeah. punishment, if anything... It's like, it's here, punish- wear the scarlet letter, Yankee. Right, right, it's like... But Agnostic it's, Yankee. It's more like a punishment for, like, the crew who has to wheel mm-hmm. that through. Like, it's, you, all you do is sit at your desk instead of walking to the set. Like, I, I mean, for the life, I, I, I mean, I, I really should do, like, I need a Buck Swope investigation to what happened on that, because now I'm saying it, I'm just like, but, but I remember before that even happened... Um, the news director who was great and I think is still working in news and he got promoted and, you know, uh, his name was Lane Mickelson. Yeah, he still is. Um, and um, he, I see there's an actor named Lane Mickelson who was in Curb Your Enthusiasm. It's not the really? same guy. How about that? Nice. That excites you. Good for Lane. Uh, he said, you are... Because I was doing the Sports Center thing, like probably every other young punk in the late '90s was doing Dan Patrick, and, Craig Kilborn, right. Keith Olbermann ripoffs. Right, right, right. That's what I was doing. So every intro to a story was like a, 
you know, punchy. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, and they were kind of, but it, but it wasn't, it was more kind of like the TMA, like they were cutting. They weren't like tee hee hee. Ah, we all laugh. <laughs> I mean, they were, you know, they weren't, they weren't little Rocky and <laughs> right. you know what I mean? Yeah. They weren't jiving. I mean, I remember one time, I can't even imagine if I would have said this. Now, like knowing the dynamics better, sure. I was anchoring on Thanksgiving night, and you know what goes on in college football on Thanksgiving night? See how well you know it. Is that? Well, I'm trying to think back to the '90s. It's still going on now, though. Uh... The next day, uh, I don't know. Well, at that time, Arkansas would play LSU, and they lost. I remember that year that I was there. I think Saban might have been the coach. It was Jerry DiNardo, and I think he was then fired for Saban, who yeah. then would win a national championship. Uh, it was the Egg Bowl. Oh, okay. Mississippi, Mississippi State. State. Right, right, right. And my intro, but for whatever reason, I decided not to go with it, was Mississippi, Mississippi State playing in the Egg Bowl. This is their annual game for the right to be able to leave the state. <laughs> oh, man. And... Now knowing how kind of hypersensitive sure. those particular states are about oh, yeah. their national perception and me in their mind as a Yankee, even though I'm from fucking South City in St. Louis, <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that would have gone poorly. Oh, if, my God. If jacked up went poorly. Oh, well, and then before that, and then I didn't know it, there was a guy, and I think he's become a big-time, he, he interned, interim coached somewhere. Yeah, I think maybe at Auburn. Yeah, he's at Auburn now. Kevin Steele, okay? Okay. Kevin Steele was the head coach for, wow, he got three years at Baylor. His first game at Baylor, you can look this thing up, it absolutely happened. They are winning. The game is over. They could kneel on the ball. This really happened. Like, if you read it, I don't even know if there's video because it was 1999. But Baylor had been a doormat for so long uh, kind of a Vanderbilt situation, I think, for the Big 12, that he they were inside the three-yard line and he wanted to punch in a touchdown just to send a message. The running back fumbles the ball, the defense picks it up, and runs it in for a touchdown, and Baylor loses the game. Oh, my God. And I use the term, we kind of had a sports Sunday show, I think it was only like 15 or 20 minutes, but and I, and I kept saying how stupid it was. And 23 years later, I don't regret that because right. it was that's, stupid. That's by definition stupid. And apparently our main news anchor hosted a news show there, kind of what I guess was the Camo X of Little Rock. And I was the topic of his entire show the next day, not because he wanted to, it probably was awkward for him, that this new punk sports anchor called a Southerner, also, I don't think coincidentally, at a Baptist university. Right, right. You know, if this would have been at Mizzou or Michigan. Different story. Uh-huh. Yeah. But see, I don't, you're 22, you're not right, thinking that way. Now I kind of understand all this crap. And I didn't hear the show. If I would have heard the show, holy shit, you know. <laughs> oh, my God, I might have been on my way north, Yeah. you know. But that I was the topic of the show because they were so insulted that I called it stupid. Well, I, I don't, I'm, now I'm 46, and it's been 23 years. It was stupid. Right. You're calling the play, the play call stupid, not the coach himself. Yeah. That's, At least I think, I mean, I know, right. I know I called it stupid. So I think I was on their radar before uh, yeah. the, the jacked up thing. You were hot. But I mean, I remember there'd be people who would call in. I remember a guy calling in and he was from, he goes, hey, he goes, you are going places. He called the sports department to call him. And just a listener, a listener, a viewer. Sure. 
And I go, oh, thank you. It's interesting you're saying that because I feel like I'm going to get fired right. like any moment. I feel like here. I'm going to the unemployment line. <laughs> Holy shit. And he goes, yeah, he goes, but your attitude, he goes, your attitude, your, your, the way you, you're on air is just, he goes, it's just, it, it isn't a fit for this market. This, this is, <laughs> you're, you're, you're too quick. And <laughs> he goes, they're just not going to pick up on it. Here. Yeah. And I don't think, I don't think that's necessarily case. It's just not what they want. And so tying that all back, two things to tie it back to. Number one, if you go into work and you're thinking you're doing your job and you're on an upward trajectory and you get popped in the head like that, you have PTSD. You, this doesn't have to be in television or radio. This could be anybody who had it happen. And I bet a lot of you listening, probably not in television or radio, but have had that happen. And right. once that happens, you can't. And then with what we've had happening, and then at KMOV, that was that might have been even more surprising. It wasn't as titillating as people thinking I was making masturbatory references <laughs> in the middle of a sports cast, but. Uh, you know, I had a, I won the best sports reporter, uh, Emmy won the best anchor Emmy and Edward R. Murrow award. And I go in thinking that I'm going to get this big raise and the GM, Alan Cohen looked at me and goes, yeah, this is, this is about all we can do. And I don't even know what it was three or 4%. And, and I'm like, but what, what, I thought I won the He's like, yeah. He goes, if it doesn't work, we totally understand if you got to go. <laughs> <laughs> it's like with Todd, Tommy will go, hey, you know, here's the door. If you don't, right, it's, it's, right. it, 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 Yeah, and I'm kind of like, what? Not giving you much of a leg to oh stand on. Oh, my God. Yeah. So you have that. and these, But these are all important things to have happen. They're not necessarily fun, but they're incredibly valuable. Right. But the other side of it is you always have your guard up. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I remember talking to one of the sponsors of the program. We'll weave this in. Mark Hanna. Um, I don't even remember what that, because I'm like, I don't even know how, quote unquote, healthy I am. And he goes, all right, let me ask you this question. If you were to get fired and didn't get a dollar out of getting fired, would you be okay? And I go, well, yeah. And he goes, okay, well, think about that. And I go, yeah, but that's not the, that's not my goal. He goes, well, it's no one's goal, but you have to have perspective right. on on that. And that's an important place to be because certainly at 22 years old, shit, man, I'm living paycheck to paycheck. Yep. You know, it's a different set of circumstances. Mark Hanna, Evergreen Wealth Strategies, 314-889-0503, or go online at evergreenstl.com. He's a life sherpa is what he is, Jackson. Damn straight. I was on the phone with him last week, as a matter of fact. Oh, love a Mark Hanna call. So my, my reason for bringing it up is is I have PTSD, so I therefore it sucks because I can never enjoy things. I can't, because what we could do here, truly what we could do here, and I don't know what the hell you're doing, actually, mm-hmm. but I'm happy that you are, I'm happy for my own selfish reasons that I think you're somewhat programmed like me. Mm-hmm. For your enjoyment of life purposes, I don't want you to live and experience some of the shit that I experienced in, in between 24 and 46. Right. And I, and I, and by that, I mean, you're always like, okay, I know I'm going to get shot when, and, and so therefore you expect it all the time and you right. don't enjoy it. But we could be, we, I could walk out of here at 11 o'clock within seconds of ending the show on 101 ESPN. And there wouldn't be a soul who would go, where is he going? Not a soul. Right. If you know, Mm-hmm. But instead, you're here until fuck. I don't know. I mean, rarely do I outlast you. Maybe one time a month. Sure. Do I outlast you? And I'm the second to last person yeah. of TMA. And this isn't like a dick tracing contest because no. I'm not necessarily it's a good thing. But Doug's just like, yeah, we did the show. He did his job. A plus conducts himself. A plus 
did the job A plus and goes. And that's this. That's it. And that's and that that can be the case for everybody. If you do your job, then that's it. Right. It doesn't matter. This yeah. thing with like you got to work eight hours, and like it's a badge of honor. I think it's the most fucked up thing. It's a great thing that it's become American dogma because then people will work their asses off, and all of a sudden, then they might not even get to sixty or sixty-five to be able to retire. Right. And then they get a few years, oftentimes not in great health, to really enjoy life. You know, I haven't been to Europe, but I get the sense that's not the way that it necessarily works uh-uh. over there. And uh-uh. if anything, you'd be looked at it like you're crazy. But here you take vacation, you have some asshole giving you shit about it. So because of the things that I experienced at a young age in my career, I am constantly assuming the worst. And then it also leads to me constantly creating shit. Like, I don't need to be even doing this, actually, <laughs> at all. Right. Uh, but I love doing it, so mm-hmm. I do it. But I don't need to be doing it. It's why I wrote for probably, I don't know how long, has to be close to a decade on InsideSTL.com every night, and it didn't make me a dollar. But you and like doing it. I liked it 50% of the time when I had something to say. Right. Cathartic, in a sense. But I felt like, kind of like with the podcast. We started this thing on October 1st, 2017. And religiously, I have done an episode at least one every week, if not two. And I just feel like you got to do that to make it a habit. Because yeah. the minute you start getting off that, you know, whether you want to tell people it's to keep the you know, content fresh and recharge your batteries, the audience already knows. Right. You know, you know so you got to be consistent. And yeah. so that's what I was like, I got to write. But it, it was a complete waste of time. And, 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 and the 46-year-old me would know that because I you you have to tie things into what you what you make on it. That's an important thing to learn early on. I will be drilling that into my son's heads of the value of your time. You don't just do things just to do them for the sake of it, you know, and that's something that I that I regret, but it's because the reason I bring it up, it's because I was pre-programmed at an early age in my career all of these fucking terrible things that happen. And the thing is, it's not even like the most entertaining of the awful shit that was still to come. But because there was so much awful shit, it almost didn't surprise me when it came because I was already so battle-hardened <laughs> from all the shit that happened at a young age that, right, right. you know. So, so there's that. So I can't enjoy this. But I do remember my last day at St. Louis U High for whatever reason. And sometimes I think about this and I'm like, God, I wonder if I'm going to feel this way when I'm whatever age that I decide to shut it down, if I get even, if I even get there. And, and I remember it was like our last class, and we all just were fucking off. And even the teacher was kind of fucking off, but I, then I think he, he got really pissed off that we were fucking off as much as where he goes, you guys want this to be your last class at this school, is doing all this shit. And then he got like really mad. And I go, God, why didn't I do this and enjoy it more mm-hmm. because in the whole scheme of things it really didn't matter now it's kind of results oriented i had chosen to go to missouri you know and right. i didn't necessarily need to have the greatest grades to do that and then you know i was going to journalism school and you certainly didn't need the greatest grades <laughs> to do that but i i so I, I wonder if i won't just like regret not enjoying it more but at the same time if you if you're just sitting back and enjoying it then you're not pushing yourself and I am unfortunately, or as the great Kevin Demoff would say, fortunately programmed to always be pushing myself. And so, therefore, I don't, I don't take my foot off the gas. And it's, 
not necessarily a fun way to go through life. But here, it's so, it's composed of such great people, both professionally and personally, that if I just wanted to go, okay, you know what, I'm just going to do TMA and balloon party, and then I'm just going to go home, I could absolutely do that. You Maybe you still have some responsibilities, but right. you certainly could leave earlier than you do. I'd need my Adderall prescription back to get that done. Oh, is that right? You yeah. wouldn't know what the hell to do with yourself? No, if I had my Adderall prescription, I'd be out of here by one thirty. Oh, is that right? Day. Oh, you just yeah. get distracted, and that's what keeps you from... Big time. I walk by you, and you're on your phone all the time. Big time. Yeah, that's And a... is that just the way you like get distracted? And you it's kind a massive of felt... distraction. Wow. Interesting. That's yeah. very interesting. It's a massive distraction. Big time. And I also tell the story of the Little Rock stuff and the KMOV contract thing. And then obviously, well, not obviously, but if you listen, you know that there's been plenty of stuff since then. Um, I recall telling somebody in 2006 or seven, I go, oh, my God, if we wrote a book, people wouldn't believe this stuff. And and as I said, the craziest shit was still to come. Um, and we didn't know it. And I really wouldn't want to relive it. But it also, it keeps you looking for ways to do more. And so that is, you know, and, 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 and also like, like for example, with sound story, sound story might be a perfect example of it. I don't need to be doing sound story, but it is a belief that over the last month, since we bought advertising on Hubbard and it's led to a lot of people buying sound stories, feel like, okay, we've got something here. I would be remiss if I didn't try to optimize it. And so I was at peace with Sound Story not turning into anything. And in a way, it was almost a relief. Like when Mel Brooks hired Larry David to be on the producers. (laughs) It's like, okay, I think this thing might be something huge, but I don't know if it's going to be. Everybody keeps telling me it is. It's certainly been something that I, I truly like doing. I legitimately like the interviews. Uh, it's like people just, it's like story time, yeah, you know, and I just real. get to listen in and yeah. just ask follow-up questions along the way. Um, but Mel Brooks in that episode, Curb Your Enthusiast, wanted to kill the producers <laughs> and hiring Larry David was the way to do it. And I was thinking, okay, the, the first week of the ad campaign with Sound Story a couple of sound stories were purchased and that's it. And I remember saying to my wife, our anniversary is November 19th. So that gives you an idea where we were. I go, ah, I guess I was wrong. Right. Sounds arrogant. I'm sure I'm not wrong all that often, but I guess on this one, I was wrong. Son of a bitch. It's not going to happen, but now I know I'm at peace with that. I guess I'm going to lose some money on the ad buy. So it goes, but, but I'm at peace with knowing. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. And then all of a sudden, it's taken off since then. Big time. And now, in a weird way, I'm like, oh, fuck. I mean, it's great, but I'm like, now I got to figure out what to do next right, with what's it. what's the next move? Because yeah. I'm not just going to go, oh, good, this will be a nice little site. Because to me, I'm like, holy shit, now we got you know Joe Buck's involved and you know all these people at Hubbard are involved. We want to do a lot more with it. But it's not like somebody's going to go, okay, let me take that for you. I will handle it, nor should they. I own it. Mm-hmm. But now I've got to I've got to now take that. And and so I put pressure on myself to do that. And that's the way that my mind works. And it's not it's not pleasant. You know? Right. And I hear you on that. It, I, what you're saying kind of like 
you know, there's time, and I think that there's a balance to it, kind of, you know, where at some. I want to make this clear. I'm grateful. I'm grateful that I have opportunities like right, this. I want to make right. that clear. It's not like oh, fuck. What I'm saying is, I can't stop. I don't stop, and I can't stop, and I don't know if I ever will stop, and I wish that I could stop. Mm. That's what I'm saying. Right, and I think that's like, uh, you know, that's where balance comes in. And it's tough sometimes for people, but people on the other side, you know, I think if you were to be one or the other, someone who enjoys too much or works too much, the option, the latter is the better option. Well, like, 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 I'm not saying Doug doesn't work, right, I right. Like, but like Doug, I, when he's talking, and I know I said, because I can picture him sitting over there when he said it. And he's, just, I'm like, God, I envy your relaxed approach. And he goes, well, you could envy it, but I probably missed out on a bunch of opportunities because I have my relaxed approach. Yeah. And I go, yeah, that's the thing. I guess the grass is always greener. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's I mean, one that's of those the case things. at all times. You know? The grass is all, you always think this way of living is better, but you don't know because you've never experienced it. And there's probably some middle, but it's hard to find that balance. It's hard to be in the middle. You know, it's kind of easier to be one or the other because anytime that you're going as hard as you can, you could be enjoying it. And anytime you're enjoying it, you could be going harder. Right. So it's almost impossible to find that balance. It's just what works for you. And you can't, like, you can't necessarily change how you are. You can try to do more one way or the other. But at the end of the day, you're wired one way. Yeah. And so if you're wired one way, you get either yeah, I am. embrace I it or you don't. It. That's the thing. I can't change. Like, I'm, like, I'm good with my height. I'm good with my male pattern baldness. Sure. I'm good with my asymmetrical head because mm-hmm. I'm just like, yeah, I can't do anything about it. I mean, you can right. make fun of it all you want. I don't worry. I mean, what, it's great. I mean, I'll, I'll join in with you because it's like, <laughs> it's not like, you know, it's like somebody who's like, oh my God, I put on 25 pounds. Mm-hmm. Now I'm loathing my, whatever you would blame your weight gain on and have the self, I can't do anything about this shit. But I don't view my inability to stop as wiring the way you called it, mm-hmm. you know, I don't view it that way. I view it as something that's controllable. And I suppose maybe I'd be more at peace with it if I recognize it's just the way that I'm programmed. Like, okay, and I can see it through the lens of my son, who I can't get enough of. I mean, I can't, and I'm talking about my older, my 10-month-old. I Now I'm starting to see his personality, and there's a total difference, I think. It'd be weird. I mean, you've been around my older son. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is happiness yep. and high energy yep. at all times. Absolutely. And I guess, so I can, well, he's just wired that way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, that's... Why can't I just go, well, I'm just wired that way. That's the way that I am. And and so, you know, I suppose with it comes, you're always charging the hill, but you're not necessarily going to relax. I mean, I've taken one vacation this year. Now, I know Iggy monitors the, <laughs> he's the, got the entire show's vacation, and, and for whatever reason, is under the impression we're living in the Soviet Union in which everybody gets the same. amount <laughs> <laughs> of vacation. Right. But whatever. Uh, and then brings it to the attention of the audience. But, you know, this is, you know, there's different sets of circumstances. Absolutely. Um, I, I would imagine uh, that the market manager here, John Kiowski's compensation, is probably the highest it would be weird if he, he was making the same as take your pick of whomever yeah. in the building. Have you question like, your position. Right. <laughs> uh, so, so you understand. The, so, but I just, I can't, I, I wasn't even comfortable. I was going to take that laptop that I did whenever, I think, when uh-huh. my, my son was born in January. Right, right, right. To Hilton Head to do the show because I couldn't let go. Right. 
Yeah, I remember you. Yeah. Very serious. And yes. You had to be talked down off of that. Yeah. And Tommy's just like, you need to take vacation. Yeah. I mean, I was taking on, I was, I was talking about possibly doing another show. Yeah, I remember that. And I'm, and I just look at it like at this moment of clarity. I'm going, well, that's fucking nuts. It's fucking nuts. But that's how I am. If I'm just sitting around, it's almost like torture. And I think the reason why I love Florida so much is because the year-round weather, for whatever reason, I don't view golf as wasting time. When in reality, I suppose it is wasting time, but I, I get a tangible, I, get a, I, think I'm, I think I'm impacted psychologically by the sunlight yeah. and oh, the yeah. warm weather and being outside. And in my mind, I'm like, well, I'm, I'm pursuing a goal, a goal that will have no monetary value, but the, to become a scratch golfer. And therefore, if I'm out there working, then I'm pursuing something. So that's how I justify it. But if I were to just go play like recreational tennis, like, well, this is a waste of time, right. even though it's still meeting the, I'm outside, warm weather, you know, leisure activity. Sure. So I'm trying to explain to what was a very fair question of how has Hubbard been, why I can't enjoy how great it actually has been. Right. There have been times where I absolutely needed to be on high alert and you couldn't help but be on high alert because it was, it was, it was weekly. At, at the at the at the quietest of times, I suppose monthly, but I can't even imagine it was that. It was usually weekly or every other week. Um, this is unlike anything else I've ex- it's it's unlike anything else I've experienced in my career. But I know that people don't necessarily want to hear happy stories, so I'm telling you some of my. I don't even think there's secrets. I think if you listen, I've talked about some of this stuff before, but that's how I'm that's how I'm wired. And, and so the byproduct for the audience is you got a guy who's always looking to create and always looking to do more, but that guy is a fucking mess. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you At that. the same time, I think if Anna Marie were sitting here, she'd say, I'm a really good father, you know? Yeah. So I, I, I have found the balance, but I don't think I can, I don't think I can just unplug and I don't know why that is but I but like I said it's like okay yeah I'm whatever the fuck I am tall I am whatever the fuck I am hair wise and whatever the fuck I am with my head shape and I'm just like yeah that's the way it is but with this I view it as I wish I could now I wish I'd like to change it because hmm. I sure I wish I was 6'3 but I don't <laughs> right. like, think that's it's impossible. going to happen right. I think I can change this yeah I mean it's a nature versus nurture thing you know you probably you, you might be wired one way but you're also that's just how things happened, you know. There's a thousand different factors that come into yeah, the way yeah, people I, are. I, yeah, I mean, I, I've, like, I look at video of my son at three months old, and he's kicking this ball like fucking crazy. And therefore, the way he's behaving, who's peeking into our studio? I have no idea. Oh, really? Yeah. It was a female, was it not? It was. And you have no idea who it was? There's a lot of people who work here. <laughs> Why would somebody you don't know be peeking into us? Well, they, some, someone who certainly works here. I just I couldn't identify their name. I'm doing Learn's podcast in like a half hour, yeah. and so I thought it might be her. And right. I'd say, I'll come on in, friend. Right. Well, we got you at Soundstory here coming up. I know. Aren't you excited about that, that you have a hard out? I like UFTA. I do too, but I can go for three hours. And I've now been, it's I've like, I, I, I got to land the plane. Yeah, you know? that's true. Yeah. But I want, I mean, so so I, I'll give some people the meat that they really, I'll give them red meat. It's Here like a go. Rick Santorum speech. <laughs> if all of a sudden he talked about his excitement for Abigail Mack, people go, whoa, what's Santorum doing? Yeah. So I'll give the people what I know the people want. 
But the real answer to the question is this year has flown by. Absolutely. Because we are working with slash for such a wonderful company. Now, in my mind, it's a company that's going to fire me. Mm. Like, I expect it. I've, I've said it to them. I said, I know you guys are going to have to fire me at some point. You know, and fire might not be the right word. I, 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 I don't expect to have an incident where it's, you know, right, we right, got to right. let you go. But, you know, something happens economically and, you know, I'm the one, you know, that happens or, you know, we just go in a different direction. Whatever. Number of circumstances. Yes. So that's, but I wouldn't take it personally. Sure. Which to me is also... Maybe that doesn't match up with the personality, but that's how I view it. I'm just like, yeah, it's business. I, you know, if, if, if I'm not justifying my compensation, then you should fire me. Right. You don't owe me shit. Right. You know. You, you've been behind the desk. You've been that's the, the thing. So, the I, it's like, yeah. So, it's like, you know, I've had, I don't know how many times, for real, like it would alarm you, especially if you knew the, the people involved who said, you know, I've had people come up and ask if I'm pissed off at you talking to me mm-hmm. and I'm going motherfucker you didn't have a dollar attached to your show <laughs> and we both know it like why would you be upset with me yeah, that would be an interesting business <laughs> you know but I but I but I understand you know I suppose the audience asking it because they obviously like your show and you probably didn't want to say well nobody wanted to spend a dollar on the show and that's why it doesn't exist anymore but that's the reason. These aren't, yeah. these are, we're not, this isn't like a club, no. you know, it's business. Right. And so, yeah, so my point, my point on the whole thing is it has been wonderful. It is incredible to me. It is insane to me that we have been here a year. Mm-hmm. It's nuts. And I am incredibly grateful. And I suppose the real answer, I'm, I'm doing the inverted pyramid here, is I've told my wife, and she calls my attention to it as well, that the hell that we experienced over the years, and she's been a part of this now for 15 years, um, was essentially like the penance for getting to this situation. And I'm not even necessarily talking about money. I'm talking about, but I mean, I'm, I'm thrilled that all five of the people on the show are making more than than we were, than you were yep. this time last year. It's incredibly important to me, yep. you know? This mm-hmm. wasn't going to be, okay, send it all my way, and they can figure it out for themselves. Right. Everybody's got to get more. It's got to be the deal, or, or an, an opportunity to make even more. Right. And that was taken care of. Grateful for that. But grateful for the manner with which this place operates professionally. And I guess and I, I guess I'm, I'm grateful also that the audience is seeing it. If you come to events, I mean, I right, think right. for every you know, hundred people who listen to the show, one goes to an event, but yeah, that probably might be the math. It might actually be greater than that. It might be in the 200 to 300, but whatever the point being the people who have, and then they hear other listeners talking about it. It stands out. They can see the difference. And it was like Seymour. I mean, here's a guy who worked with me for years at 920, and he comes to the year end party and he goes, God, a few years ago when I was working with you, I would have had to have done everything. And there were like 15 people working on this thing. And so there's an appreciation for how it's grown. So um, that's something that, I, I mean, I'm, I'm in a moment of gratitude, even though I sound like I'm tortured. But I'm tortured because I don't think I appreciate it as much as I should. That's what I'm trying to say, Jackson. Yeah. Do you follow me? Oh, yeah, I feel you. Uh, all right, got to wrap it out. The Home Loan Expert 
Radio.com studios. Thank you to Ryan Kelly. Thank you to Munganas. Thank you to James Carlton, 314-961-4800. And, of course, uh, Seth Goldcamp, Design Air, Heating and Cooling, Jamie Burkhardt, Munganas, Mark Hanna, Evergreen Wealth Strategies for making it possible. Email in your questions and comments. Tim McKernan inside STL.com for QFTA. This has been questions from the audience and the Tim McKernan Show from the HomeLoanExpert.com studio.